Welcome to the Kayla Ambrose Show. I'm your host and your travel guide to the other side, Kayla Ambrose. And welcome back to another episode where we're discussing metaphysical, paranormal, supernatural, and other topics of interest like this. Some of you know me as a wisdom teacher, teaching the esoteric wisdom teachings that harken back to ancient Egypt and Greece and beyond that. Some of you know me as an author, Six Books and Growing. Regardless of how you found me or how you're getting to know me, check out my website, exploreyourspirit.com, where you can find my online courses, live events, and more information about my work. In today's episode, I want to wrap up some of the discussions that I was having earlier about the eighth chakra and how that was going to affect us with the return of the light at the winter solstice. And now here we are at the very end of the year, and we're reflecting again on that sense of time. Here's what's fascinating about time and space, is that time is changing very quickly. What used to take years or even decades to happen, now can only take days and months. Specifically how we process karma, how thoughts come to us, how ideas come to us, and how quickly we can change our life through our thoughts and our actions. It used to take our minds quite a bit of time to even come around to the idea of creating change or doing something different or moving or shifting or deciding to be different in some way. And now we're able to do this so rapidly because time itself is shifting so rapidly. So we now have the greatest potential to create with our thoughts. Time as we know and understand it is changing and soon it will not be relevant to the way we live. There's a lot I could go into that on the mundane earth plane discussion there because time is going to be reevaluated. You may have heard people talking about the four day work week and that we may soon go to that with three days off. We're going to be reevaluating time, how we spend our time, how much we spend at work. Do we have a real work life play balance? And if 2021 brought any of that sense of time into play, it was going through COVID and watching how slowly time moves when we were all quarantined. And then this year, seeing the great resignation as it's called, when people are realizing that time is a commodity, time is a precious gift. And what are we doing with our time? And so, so many people aren't going back to their jobs. So many people are leaving their jobs and realizing that there's more to life than spending time at work, especially work that they're not called to do. This is just one example of how we're going to see time change here on the earth plane. This started at 2012 when we reached the darkest part of the galaxy and that began the great reset and that's what's really happening as we went into a dark age period as I describe it where we are in the depths of looking as a whole as humanity of what we need to shake out and release the darkest part of ourselves, the darkest parts of things we've created in the world, our shadow self. And we've been now heading into 2022 
a 10-year cycle of doing this, and we still have more to go. I think the year 2025 sees us really having shaken off quite a bit of this, and I mean probably December of 2025 is about the cycle, 13-year cycle there, of allowing us to shake off our shadow and begin to work in bringing new things to light. And this is part of our destiny. Humanity evolves through the cycle of the will of the year and through the seasons. And a powerful energetic shift on the soul level occurs within each of us. Every year we take notice as we have created this sense of time by calling it a new year. We take notice throughout the holidays and special dates of note throughout the year. And during each of those times, we are asked to engage with that energy and let go of some things and reflect on other things and then regroup and decide what we're going to create. A good friend of mine was talking about a process that she's doing with friends where they pick a word for the year that's going to define who they are and what they're going to work on. I found it to be a really great idea. So for me, I took this concept and thought, I want to create a word for this coming year. And I'd like to invite all of you to do that as well. A word that takes some form of action and a word that prompts you to make a change. A word that inspires you and causes you to be maybe a little push beyond your boundaries. So when you have a free minute, sit somewhere quietly, silence your thoughts as much as you can, and ask your higher self to send you the word that you should focus on this year. For me, when I did it, the word was shift. S-H-I-F-T. There's so much we can say about shifting. Shifting into a new awareness. Shifting into a new consciousness. Shifting into a new state of being. And what's so powerful to me about this word is with each shift, there is a resistance to change. And we resist change because we fear what change may bring. This is happening on a soul level, personally, and it's happening right now in a greater change in the global consciousness. And no other time has this been more prevalent than during this time right now. We're in a period of dark ages, and we're awaiting the return of the light, which is also the return of hope. So it is during this time that we must find our inner light within and let it shine and let it flow from within us outward till we become a full being of light and then we light up the world around us. This is what we're being called to do. Humanity is in the process of moving out of the period of Kali Yuga as the Hindus describe it. And we've moved into the age of Aquarius as Western astrologers describe This shift is our destiny. However, how we choose to react to the changes is our free will. The world is evolving and altering now on a minute-by-minute basis. 
and with this many of the veils between this world and the others are lifting, not just from between the spiritual planes, but also within each person. In the ancient wisdom teachings, we describe this as peeling back the onion, the many layers within ourselves that contain the secrets of hidden knowledge and mystery and wisdom. Now, many of these ancient secrets that have been tucked away deep within the layers of our soul are now being awakened and activated again within our consciousness. This is the age of Aquarius where all of this is revealed. As I write in my book, Nine Life-Altering Lessons, Secrets of the Mystery Schools Unveiled, the wisdom from the ancient teachings were protected by implanting them deep within our subconscious until we were ready again to enter the temple and receive the illumination coming from within. This ancient teaching was hidden within each of us, and as we enter into this new age and time, this information is now being revealed. We are now open to understanding these ancient secrets and the mysteries. And so as we're shifting, we're going round in circles. And one of the first secrets decoded was the knowledge that we are conscious creators. And as such, we manifest with our thoughts and our desire. As we are awakening now in the next level, there are ancient beings that are watching and waiting carefully. Their concern is, will those who crack this first code use this rediscovered ability only to manifest their personal desires? Or will they think beyond the material gains to see how they could share with others in the world? This has been tested before, and we've acted like children receiving a new toy. And that was expected, that each soul would play with this gift, testing it out to see how it works. There have been some tense moments with this, for it was decreed a long time ago that when the first code was revealed and humanity understood that what you think you create, that this would also coincide with the shift of the ages. This would also free the concepts of time, which would supercharge the energy of what each person was manifesting in the light. Before this time shift, what we would think could take years to manifest. But now, with the time and energy shifting constantly, the future outcome of what a person desires can really change in days. And as you've heard me mention, when we have this power of free will, and it's enhanced with the supercharged movement of time, it's created a literal free will, free for all. And that's really what you're seeing that we're kind of calling the chaotic energy in the world right now is because everyone can think and express and change their setting, their scenario, their energy around them. We're seeing people taking their thoughts to all kinds of expansions um, and playing out whatever is within them. So, they're releasing their shadow selves and they're working on that. So all of that's coming out to roar and uh, to be heard. We're opening up to the expansion of who we can be and how we can create. So we're seeing others with amazing ideas going forward and the explosion of that in technology and AI and all types of new ways that we'll be able to connect with this world and others. We're seeing 
private industries create rocket ships and to have us leave the orbit of the earth. So that is really indicative of showing how we are not being as bound to the earth with our thoughts and our beliefs. Just as our consciousness is raising up and going into the other planes of existence, we're also leaving the earth and in ships, as we've seen with Jeff Bezos and and Elon Musk and Richard Branson. And those thought leaders are showing us that our bodies in the physical as well are preparing to leave the earth plane and to be open to new consciousness and expansion. As above, so below. What we're experiencing in the physical, we're experiencing in the spiritual. Mind, body, spirit, it's all connecting. And so we've managed to find ways to move time and to juggle time differently. There are some groups who still want to keep us connected to the old calendar and the old time. And one of the ways I see this right now is that over 70% of Americans want daylight savings time to end. And still, with that many people saying this is a ridiculous use of time and to stop it, and with all the research showing how many accidents people get in whenever we change the time and how it has an effect on people and makes them exhausted and out of touch for a week to recover each time, we still insist on doing this twice a year. Why would it not be voted on to end it when so many people want that and the research goes shows that it's so uh, not a positive thing in any way? We're not a society that depends on that for farming anymore. So why this connection to holding on to these old passages of time? That's just one tiny example but time is shifting and marching on, and people are going to make it happen one way or another. We really can't stop progress. It begins with this great resignation and people wanting more time off. And so companies are going to be forced to do that, whether it's a four-day work week or flexed work schedules. As more people work from home, they can make their time and their time zone that they're in and when they work and put their time in, and it may not all be nine to five in many cases. The shifting of time and how we understand it is going to be immense, and you're going to see this coming faster and faster now. So, as the souls were willing to move beyond personal desires and dedicate themselves to helping others and helping the world, um, this has been an ongoing process. And there's been some brighter moments recently, the peace movement in the 60s, the harmonic convergence in the 80s, and many other things that are still to come. The higher love energy of many souls here on earth has served to help remove some of the fear involved in making this change. Because of this sacrifice, even what Nostradamus foresaw for this time has altered, and this is due to a shift in consciousness. And if you are go out there looking for predictions on the new year, um, a lot of people are talking about Nostradamus. But I truly think what he foresaw has been changed. And it's because so many people are shifting their thinking and, and are awakening. Humanity is awakened to the fact that we are one. 
and looking at the earth and how to care for it. Many people are thinking about how to be a steward for the earth and understand that the ways of living in disconnection with each other and with the earth are shattering and breaking right now. Old karmic patterns and karma itself is being released now as we leave the age of Kali Yuga and are moving into this new direction. Along with time speeding up, the destruction of old patterns has created a new thought wave. And this is altering our perception of reality. The space and time continuum is being altered. And truly, we are living in a new time where what we think we attract in a very rapid fashion. Now, because of this, like I said, we're seeing that chaos because both positive and negative things are being created by us. And this has been activated on a grand scale as we look around. So with this in mind, the greatest gift that anyone can give to the world right now at this time is to focus on thoughts of peace and love. And to remember, it's time to embrace the return of the light within. Each of us that are here right now as souls, we chose to return to the earth plane during this very important time. It's a time of evolution in humanity. And so it's important to remember who you are. Each soul, whether you feel it right now or not, competed to be one of the souls to be down here at this time, to usher in this great change. And so I hope you remember that you're a magnificent creation of the universe and you've spent eons building and working to come to this point in time to help create this new coming golden age. You have a divine right to be here and an inheritance, and you are standing in an ocean of transformational energy. These crystal clear waters are swirling around you, and with a few words and a conscious awareness, the waters will stand at your attention and follow your every move. This is the ability and the consciousness that swirls around you. Most of us have ignored it because we've been conditioned over the years to forget and to ignore the most important lessons in life, which were presented in fairy tales and mythologies. For many people, the veil was closed to them. It became weighted down in adulthood with tales of woe, economic troubles, and perceived dangers lurking around every corner. It's time to return to the days of your childhood when you laughed in the face of danger when you played and brandished a sword to protect and guide you. The answer and the way out is through laughter, is through love, is through hope. And in a sense, we have been put under a spell, a spell of entrapment, and the time has come to break the spell, to break the spell that we've been put under in human as humanity. Hold your arms in the air and repeat this aloud three times. I am a divine being of light. I welcome and receive all the universal gifts to which are my divine right and for my highest and best. As you say this three times, you'll feel the rush of energy coming to you. Have no fear as you do not walk alone. There are many on the other side ready to help you and guide you on your journey. And there are many wise women and men here who are rallying the call sharing the teachings of the ancient ways and easing these thoughts and ideas back into the sea of consciousness 
to rise forth once again into a new period, a new dawn of the Renaissance. It's time to awaken to your divine state of being and to the state of an open mind and a loving heart. Do you remember this? Happiness is a state of mind. When you were a child, you played because it was fun. Your state of mind was to be happy and to enjoy whatever the day brought you. Happiness is not something you search for or find another person to bring to you. Happiness is a choice you make every day. You understood this as a child. You chose to be happy and therefore you were, regardless of other circumstances in your life. You chose to live in this state of grace with the eyes of a child where each moment was bursting with opportunity and lots of time to play and explore. In this type of consciousness, you're open to the good surrounding you and you're able to take advantage of each opportunity flowing in your direction. As you focus on strengthening your positive thoughts and directing the flow of energy into the direction of your dreams and wishes, you will begin to radiate with the light and the powerful energy that has always been there for you. It's time to stand up and sail away on this energy and discover new lands of opportunity. Do you remember? Are you ready to awaken and connect with these secrets hidden in your soul? Do you still believe in fairy tales? I do, and this one's ready and waiting. There are new adventures awaiting us all. The first key was to remember that we are conscious creators, and therefore we can shift our reality and our thoughts into being. Just knowing this, that we have the ability to do, is a very important first step. The next key is to follow a clue that was shared with us hundreds of years ago. To thy own self be true. It's time to discover within yourself the truth. Nature teaches us at this time, and nature always prepares the way. It's a true reflection as a teacher on the earth plane. In the fall, the leaves fall from the trees, shedding their past, and the trees lie open and empty. They're resting, not growing, just allowing themselves to be. They are open. They're not creative at that point. They are just receiving. And so the light of the sun, as it returns at winter solstice and then goes forward, shines into the dark and nurtures the newborn life there to be cultivated. This is mirrored in nature as the seeds are buried in the dark soil of the earth, ready to emerge again with the life-giving rays of the sun. During the darkest days of winter, it feels as if the problems of life are triumphing. During the darkest days of ourselves, it feels like we don't know where to go. But just like that old saying, it only takes a small candle to bring light into the darkness. This is the same turning point within us. It only takes us a moment to remember that we are the light and that the light lives within us. And as we begin to focus on that light and make it brighter from within, it removes the shadows. They can no longer stay within us. The light grows brighter and they are burned away. It also reminds us that it's good to reflect and to be in the stillness and quiet 
In winter, everything lies dormant on the silent earth. It's a sacred time of rest and reflection before the awakening and the build back towards the brighter days of summer. The energy of winter is going within. We must go within to understand who we are, what we're still carrying within us, and what is time to release from ourselves and bring into the light and to let go what is no longer needed. As we consciously link our awareness to nature cycles, our understanding of our own personal growth begins to deepen. And so we have to understand, just like there are cycles, they're hot and cold, winter, summer, day and night, that perhaps we have been spending time doing the wrong thing. Why have we been suppressing and hiding our shadow selves? our darkness, for want of a better word. When negative emotions come up and we feel them, they're uncomfortable, and so we try to hide from feeling them. But when we fear our own darkness, we cut ourselves off from an essential source of our own personal power. The key is not to let darkness overwhelm our lives and our thoughts, but instead to understand that facing the darkness can be one of our greatest catalysts for personal growth and transformation. Maybe it's even the way to our enlightenment. By allowing ourselves to feel our emotions and experience what's coming from our shadow self darkness, the darkness itself can become the spiritual cave into which our inner light and new life is born. Winter solstice teaches us that as the great stillness before the sun strings builds and the days begin to grow longer. It can be a time to rest and reflect. For those three days surrounding the solstice, we experience the power of a standstill point and a shift of direction. The sun standing still is a powerful metaphor for the energy available to us to change the direction of our lives with intention and to build on this energy. Right now, it's important to understand that it's not a time to pressure yourself it's not a time to make big changes or be in action in the world. Let the energies of new life and inspiration build slowly within you. By spring, you'll be bursting with new energy and ideas. Now, what I'm saying here is counterintuitive to what we used to be taught about time. If you study with me, you know I've shared this for years. But January 1st is not a great time to make a new year resolution and try to make a change. It is in the deepest of winter. It is the time we are supposed to be in hibernation, uh, going within, releasing the old, and being still, being contemplative. The energy is in winter, which is not a time for growth and renewal. And this is why I believe that so many New Year's resolutions fail so quickly, because it's the wrong time to do them. It's a great time to think about and plan for the changes you'd like to make and to create those seeds of thought. And then when spring comes, that's when new energy is bursting with growth. We see flowers blooming and uh, the world stirs again. Everything starts to become green and 
The leaves come back on the trees. The buds, everything's in bloom. The animals are stirring. This is when you really should create your resolutions for change. This is when the new year would be most successful to do all those resolutions where you'd have a really good chance of connecting with the energy here on the earth plane in order to see these things really come into being. People have been set up to fail by having all these New Year challenges, uh, motivations that they do on January 1st, where most people, they say, by February 15th have failed and not done well with these challenges. And that's because you're fighting every bit of energy. That energy wants you to take time to honor and acknowledge endings and to begin just to think about new beginnings in your life. It wants you to clear space to make room for what you wish to bring. It wants you to have quiet reflection, to mark the end of the year and the coming of the new, and to celebrate with community in this way, and to see the light returning gradually day by day. It's a time where we cultivate a greater capacity to receive our inner light. And by creating a personal ritual, you can celebrate the dark and the light and invite balance and harmony into your life. Understanding that the shadow self, the things we are working to overcome in our life, are there to add pressure for us to grow and evolve. And the light is there to strengthen us and empower us to overcome these things. When we honor personal cycles and the seasons of the year, we are reminded of the ever-changing flow of life that we're connected to. What I love about this time of year at the end of December is that you can always see, no matter what religion or culture, there are certain universal truths that almost every group who has ever been here on Earth follows. And one of these is at this time, there's always some sort of celebration that is a reminder of the return of the light. And that's the divine light that guides our way and the inner light within us. No matter what religious or spiritual beliefs you connect with, they all have a focus on returning to light at this time. And I think that's the most important thing to honor and to create a ritual with at this time of year. And I mean this as a season rather than a specific day. This allows us the time during winter to have a conscious awakening connection, engaging with the sights, sounds, smells, and scenery around us as we bring out the light. It's a time to reflect on the deeper meanings of the season. When we connect a time this season, it becomes a season of light, a season of love, a season of reflection, and a season for giving. We are affected by the seasonal cycles of the sun and the moon and the four seasons. So, from this time beginning at winter solstice, the darkest and shortest day of sunlight in the year, we then slowly move back into the light as we emerge from a deep introspective space back into a new connection with the light. It's a wonderful gift to us. It's a time to look back and consider what we've learned and how to become wiser from the experience. It's a time to rest and to reflect on the meaning of the season. It's a time to take stock of our lives and to regroup. 
and it's a season of hope. The delight always returns, a new day dawns, and there is always, always an opportunity to embrace our inner light and then be transformed. Somehow over time, that pesky word again, we've moved away from this understanding of the cycle of the season of winter. We've forgotten that winter is about quiet time and hibernating and going within. Instead of embracing this time to reflect on our lives and to feel grateful, we've evolved into becoming busier than ever with a million I must do activities, starting with celebrating the holiday and then working ourselves up into these overwhelming new year resolution goals, time of action. When we look closer, what we see is that this busy work keeps us from thinking and feeling and introspecting on what's occurring around us and within us. And this can be very harmful to us as humans because the less time we have to process what we're truly thinking, feeling, and believing, this leaves us less excited about everything. Without proper rest and time, we become grouchy and we lose connection with joy. When we fight against allowing ourselves this time to unwind, we don't allow ourselves to have the energy to rebuild our reserves and our resources in order to go boldly forth in the spring at the time we're supposed to make great change and evolve. The effect of the seasons on our mind, body, and spirit have been noted since the dawn of humanity. Every culture was aware of the effect that it had on our psyche and our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being and connection. If you're feeling this, I invite you to consider that maybe it's time to look within and see if you are consciously connected with the spirit of winter. Are you going through the motions of what others are making you feel that you must do? Maybe it's time for you to be a new trendsetter and to let go of this idea of a New Year's resolution and that it's the time to do such things. Instead, help change the global awareness and consciousness to understanding that spring, which begins on the equinox around March 21st, is the time when the world begins to be in balance and then tipping into growth. And that would be the best time to create those goals and not be bound by the sense of time as it's told to us that we should fill by the calendar that was created based on January 1st. If you're ready to start honoring the seasons and to consciously embrace what it can do to help you on a mind, body, spirit level, here's some tips. When we acknowledge the seasons, we become aware that the only constant in life is change. Seasons change, people change, nature changes, everything changes. Life shows us the best of times and the toughest. If we don't occasionally take the time to slow down and reflect upon what we've been experiencing, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to work through things or to discern what it all means and then determine how we could move forward into creating a better future. When we don't take the time to look over what's happened to us, we can't reflect upon what we could do differently or better. When we awaken and have conscious awareness of what we experienced and how it is affecting our life on a daily basis, we can then make plans for how we'll take on new projects and endeavors with newfound wisdom and forethought. If we don't do this and we just rush around 
continuously keeping ourselves busy so we don't have to feel these feelings or think too much, we continue in a spiral of unconscious thinking and feeling. Eventually, the spiral leads to exhaustion, burnout, anxiety, and depression. It's like that old saying, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. If you won't take the time to look at what's not working well in your life, you can't fix it. There are a variety of things you can do during winter. And you can go as deep as you like into rituals if, if that's something that you enjoy. You can write down old memories on paper that you want to release and burn them in a fire, seeing them evaporate or tearing them into tiny bits and throwing them away. But here's the things that I like to do. I like to keep it kind of simple. And these are the things I do during the winter time to help me remember to illuminate from within and to bring the light back. I open all the curtains and blinds in my home and the windows, even if it's cold, just for a few brief moments and let the sunlight and the air, fresh air in. And so I visualize the light coming through the windows, cleansing my home and filling it with beautiful solar energy. Later, as the sun sets, I follow this sense of time. And so I close the curtains and blinds and I sit quietly in the darkness there in my home and I reflect on the most meaningful and challenging moments, both the good and bad that I've experienced this year. I sit for a moment in this, feeling it all, and then I remind myself that I have overcome these things. I'm still here and found ways to get through them. And then I light a candle or turn on a light as I visualize letting go of these feelings and seeing them dissipate and melt away as the light returns. I then visualize the light within me coming from my soul and filling my body with light and emanating outward as it's cleansing all of these old thoughts and worries and feelings and asking them to leave and to be dissipated into nothing as I let them go. The next morning, I like to take a brief walk outside and I ask spirit to communicate with me through nature. I notice any wildlife that may approach me and how the wind moves through the trees and any interesting thing of note while I'm doing this walk and having this conversation. And then I honor the process through giving. It is a universal law that when we give, we receive. So whatever pain I've felt this year, I transform that energy by giving the opposite of that experience to someone else. For example, if your finances were tight this year, then give money to someone. If you felt lonely this year, spend time with someone who may also be alone. If you felt sad, find an opportunity to bring a smile and a moment of joy to someone that you meet. In short, give what you wish to receive. If you want love, give love. If you want money, give money. What you give comes back to you threefold. The funny thing about giving in whatever way you do it is that when you do it joyfully, the amazing side effect is that it lifts your energy as well. As you do this, as you do the work to let go, as you're in the season of winter, transforming, bringing back the return of the light, this announces to the universe 
that you've released the past, that you're not weighed down any longer by old patterns of thinking or emotions that were blocking you. You are now open and ready to receive the good. You've created a vacuum within you with space for new and good things to come because you're not holding on to those old ways of thinking. These simple acts transform your thinking and help release negative emotions that have been holding you down. And this opens you up to creating and manifesting wonderful new cycles of positive energy. Then, as you're working and bringing the light back each day, getting closer to that spring equinox, you are building the light within you. You are giving yourself the gift of time to rest and renew and reflect. You are becoming reborn in the light. And as this transformation is happening alchemically within you as you visualize this light and outwardly as you engage with the sunlight as it grows stronger each day, you are preparing yourself. Write down your thoughts and ideas and give them time to germinate just like the seeds that are in the soil that as soon as time heats up with the sun and the return of spring, that there is that warm glow and the right energy for all these ideas and creative thoughts to burst forth and to come into being. Try this if you'd like. Try instead of creating your New Year's resolutions on January 1st, wait until March in the spring to do them and see how much more energy you have with it how quickly things manifest instead of a struggle. When we're in winter, all the energy is subdued. So anything we try to do is going to be more of a struggle. You don't have to be bound by the old ways of time that were scripted here. And maybe used to work at one point in time here for humanity, but this is not where we're at anymore. We are in a new age and a new time and it's time for all of us to begin to consciously consider this and reflect on this and to see the changes that will come, starting with how people work and how much time they're willing to spend at work, and that time now needs to be in balance and to work for us in a different way. Many people are awakening to this understanding, and what I have to say about that is it's about time. <laughs> My mother was given my name repeatedly when she was pregnant with me. She would have dreams about it. In the dreams, they would tell her my name was Kayla Renee, Kayla Renee. And at the time, she had never heard of the word Kayla, and they were very specific about how it was to be spelled. It was to be spelled K-A-L-A. -A. Now you hear the name, but it has a Y in it. But they were very specific about the name being just K-A-L-A. This is actually an ancient Sanskrit word, one of the oldest languages, and it means time. It's also a word that's used in many other languages as well. And Renee means reborn. And so my name that was given to me is Time Reborn. And this is a lot of what I teach and what I'm down here to do in this lifetime is to show people that they can shift out of one consciousness into another and be reborn 
and that they don't have to be bound by a sense of time. We can have many rebirths within one lifetime instead of the old cycle where we went through a lifetime, died, and then reborn to continue on, whether it was to work out karma or to have other experiences. I'm here to help people understand that you can embrace all this within one lifetime. And then it's all about understanding how to shift through the moments of time where you can let things go. And with your thoughts, how you can speed things up. And so what is time becomes very different and relevant in different ways. At the core, this is a lot of my work as a wisdom teacher, as I show people to really delve in deep into the questions of who are you and why are you here? And then to understand that you're greater than you may have thought. And so as you shift into becoming a conscious creator, you find different ways to work through time. And that is all the time we have today for this podcast. So I hope you are taking winter to go within and to illuminate the light within you again in order to get ready. And if you do decide to do something different this coming year with your New Year's resolutions to wait for the spring, I'd love to hear how it worked for you. Until then, subscribe if you don't want to miss any podcasts and sign up for my free newsletter on exploreyourspirit.com. Happy New Year!